Anthony for our two readings. I want to focus um, our thoughts just for the next few moments on a tantalizing little verse in just one little sentence in the reading that we've just had. Amid huge excitement, um, angelic visitations, uh, a whole company of heaven, no less, and shepherds who start off being terrified and then, uh, in their excitement, hurry off to Bethlehem to see this thing they've heard about. Later on, we hear they return glorifying and praising God. There's much excitement, huge activity, maybe like a number of households on this Christmas Eve. It's verse 19 of chapter 2 that we just had read. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. But. But Mary. There's a contrast to the excitement, to the response, to the eagerness of the shepherds. But Mary. It, it causes us as we read Luke's account. Luke is a doctor, by the way, he tells us at the start of his account, so he's not interested in flights of fancy or conjecture. He likes rational facts. And he wants to point us to Mary's response here. But Mary, in contrast to all that's going on, she treasured these things and pondered them in her heart. She treasured these things, but not in the sense of hoarding. Uh, uh, the word literally translated treasured here is, is safeguarding or protecting. She, she looked after all these things. We, uh, certainly those who uh, work in the company of children or adults at risk are now charged quite rightly with paying due attention to our safeguarding policies and procedures. On a regular basis here as a church, we review the way in which we will guard, protect those who are potentially vulnerable in our midst. We are actively encouraged through policies to ensure that wherever we are in company of children or adults at risk, we think about what we're doing through their eyes. That's what it is, to safeguard, to ensure that the vulnerable, those on the margins, those maybe more easily overlooked in the normal course of things, are not. They are front and centre in our planning, our thinking, our prioritising. Mary safeguarded these things. She prioritised these things. She thought through these things of Jesus through his eyes. What would it be for us to safeguard Jesus in the coming year ahead of us? But Mary treasured these things, firstly. Secondly, we're told by way of emphasis that she pondered them in her heart. It's interesting, Luke uses the word translated here, 
just one other time in his whole account. And it's in chapter 14 of his gospel. When uh, he's talking and he's quoting Jesus, encouraging his followers to think carefully about what it means to follow him. And he gives an example of something. If, some of you, if someone's thinking of building a tower, do they not first sit down and ponder? Actually, in 14 it's translated, count the cost. And that's what the pondering here really means, is to, is to deeply consider, to, to weigh up all the options, to, to count the cost. Mary treasured these things of Jesus. She protected them, she nurtured them, she safeguarded them in her heart, and she counted the cost. What will it cost us once Christmas is over and the new year has begun, as we look to live the rest of our lives, what will it cost us to treasure Jesus? What, what new priorities, new ways of working and of being at work or at home or within the family, which relationships will need to shift or change as I treasure and ponder what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And maybe as you ponder, you ask yourself, as I ask myself, how will I be able to sustain this Christ-like living? this following of Jesus. What was it that Mary pondered? Luke just says these things. And again, the word there, uh, rhema, it, it doesn't mean tangible things or measurable things. It, it's not really referring to the things that have been going on, many and extraordinary as they've been. It's not every day you see an angel who tells you as a virgin you're going to conceive them bear a child. It's not every day that uh, angelic hosts appear before shepherds and sing uh, the latest song, Glory to God in the Highest, who's in the charts back then. <laughs> These are extraordinary things in our real-time experience, but that's not what rhema, the Greek word here, means. It, it actually means sort of ephemeral or spiritual things, things that you can't sort of see or touch or measure like I can this lectern here. It's things that we don't sense with our five senses of sight and touch and smell and so on. It's things that we kind of discern or intuit. Things that we can't see with our eyes but are no less real for that. Spiritual things, if you like. Mary pondered these things, spiritual things, the, the significance of some of these signs in front of her, shepherds, magi, uh, old priests and priestesses in the temple, extraordinary events with Elizabeth, a relative of hers. Signs, if you like, of God's spirit at work. And she sees the outward manifestation, but ponders and treasures the significance of them. What do they mean to her, to us? to the whole of history. Mary noted the signs, 
and ponder their significance. But Mary treasured these things and pondered them in her heart. One tiny little line in Luke's account, and yet we draw it out this Christmas Eve. The writer C.S. Lewis, he said, it's possible to ignore God, but it's impossible to evade him because his signs of love for us are everywhere. And Mary saw the signs of God at work and pondered them in her heart. Let us be people, men and women of God, in this area and elsewhere if you're visiting here this evening, who, like Mary, ponder and treasure Jesus Christ. Look for the significance of God at work in our lives and in the lives of others, so that as lights in the darkness we shine for him 